I'm Harrison Myers. And I'm Evan Taylor. And this is an episode of the Shared Histories podcast. The Shared Histories Project is an archival history project started by the University of Louisiana Lafayette to preserve the stories of Southwest Louisiana during this 2020 year. And this is an episode of a larger series of podcasts from the Gilbo Center at the University of Louisiana Lafayette, so we can bring these stories right to you. From the multiple hurricanes to hit this community to the COVID-19 pandemic and the movement for black lives, this project makes sure that the stories of individual people experiencing everything 2020 has thrown at them will have their stories told and preserved for future generations. To do this, Evan and I have been conducting a number of interviews with people from the southwest Louisiana area to hear how 2020 has impacted their lives, and we'll be sharing a few of them with you here today. Evan, what'd you find? My first interview was with uh, Harrison Myers, my partner on this project. Uh, here's a clip in which we discuss the importance of perspective, especially during a global pandemic. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things going on. Um, and as long as we take the time to take a minute, stop, look where we are, look what's going on and read a little deeper into some of these questions, I think we're going to learn why exactly members of the black community are dying at a rate, are dying and getting infected at a rate 3.7 times greater than that of white people. And how did we get to this place? Um, it's certainly not something that just started. It was just exacerbated by the position we happen to be in. And I think that's an opportunity where we can all look and see where things are and, and know that it's not necessarily my experience in life isn't necessarily the same experience as the guy sitting next to me. My second interview is with Nikki Taylor, who was recently forced to close her small business due to the pandemic. Now I'm looking for a, to start a new career. And at that ripe old age of 45, about to be 46, I'm looking for something else because I just see that now I'm non-essential because for the longest we, we heard about essential workers, you know, essential workers. So I guess, you know, I don't know what to say in the media. Begin, what you hear from the news is, is certain things and they plant things into your mind. What you hear is what you believe, right? So you begin to hear that you're non-essential. So you begin to believe that you're not essential because you're not working. So basically I'm not essential. So now I realize that I need to find a job that makes me an essential, viable employee. So I'm, I'm looking into that, trying to find something that makes me an essential part of the economy now. This last of my interviews was with Randall Kelly, who only just survived being infected with COVID-19. And he tells us a little bit about how it's affected him. Well, I'm a COVID survivor. Uh, contracted COVID um, late July, and I went into the emergency room August 2nd. Um, thereafter, I was intubated and put in a coma for a little, about a month. Got out of there, I went to a regular hospital. I was in Arkansas. They sent me back home after uh, I woke up out of the, out of the coma and, and was placed uh, in uh, another part of ICU where I, I started getting my strength back. I, I was able to move my right hand freely. My left hand not, wasn't working. I couldn't talk. It took me three days to speak. Um, after that, I, uh, I was exercising my left hand enough to where I could get my hands functional and start feeding myself. Um, after that, uh, I after that, I spent the, the latter part in ther therapy, um, first in, in house therapy at a, as a residential home, at a, I mean, not a residential home, but a therapy um, 
clinic and now I'm doing outpatient therapy and it's not going near as well as I thought it would because I'm having to learn how to walk. I'm having to learn how to reuse my hands. It's, so it's affected me personally to a big extent. Um, I, was, I was about ready to go for a job up in uh, Ohio into West Virginia. And that's when I contracted COVID. So I, it's affected my work and my living. And now that I'm here, I'm staying with my sister to, uh, until I can get therapy enough to where I can function. For my interviews, like Evan, I first started with my partner on this project. Here's Evan Taylor, who talked to me about his experiences surviving 2020 in the Lafayette community. There's a lot of turmoil. There's a lot going on. And I'm a little bit of me is worried about all of it. But a bigger part of me, and it's a part that I carefully cultivate for the purposes of self-preservation, is comfortable in the Lafayette community specifically. We do have, um, especially on campus and, and deeper into the city, a pretty diverse political standpoint, at least in my experience in interacting with people. Um, and it, it doesn't, in my experience, it doesn't cause problems on a regular basis for a, for a city like we are, we were the, the happiest in the nation for a while. Um, we were, we were officially documented as the happiest city in the nation for a, for a while. And I, think I also talked to Anne-Marie Stokes, a, a Lafayette native, and asked her if she had any worries about her community much, here in Lafayette. Well, let's just say a city that could very easily not be as cohesive as it is. For us to do as well under normal situations and circumstances, I, I think that we'll come together during this. I think that as many hurricanes and storms as we've been through, um, and as much as we've come together to take care of each other in those times, I think that going forward, regardless of whether it's an issue of the pandemic or the government or, or a combination of the two, I think people around here will take care of each other. I also talked to Anne-Marie Stokes, a Lafayette native, and asked her if she had any worries about the United States or her community here in Lafayette. No, not particularly. I mean, I think um, we as Americans have handled a lot in the past, and I think we'll be able to overcome this too. Um, I'm I am putting a lot of faith in my country, <laughs> but I think that we're strong enough, you know, as a nation to get through this and and live past tomorrow. Is there anything that worries you about your community in Lafayette? Um, not particularly. I mean, you were saying earlier, I am worried about the black community. Um, I want them to be safe um, and it makes me sick to think that they're getting, you know, this disease at a higher rate. So I worry about them. I pray for them. But um, for, as a whole, as a community, as a whole, I mean, I don't think I have anything to worry about. I think that everything's being handled as it should be handled. Um, I hope it continues to stay that way. Finally, I spoke with Claire Bordelon, who talked to me about how her definition of normal has changed during the pandemic and how that has affected her life. I mean, I can leave the house. I can um, go to the grocery store now. Uh, they're they're starting to let up on masks. Uh, that I guess that's pretty much it. I 
I'm a pretty boring person. I don't really do much. <laughs> um, uh, when I come home, I like to relax. I don't always go places. Um, but that is nice too. Like another part of normal life, I like to do homework or go hang out with friends at like a coffee shop. And now I can actually go do that. Um, and during the quarantine situation, and even whenever they started to allow people to, you know, go out of their houses, um, coffee shops weren't allowing you to go inside or you to sit there and it's, um, to visit with people or to even get homework done or anything. Um, so I guess that's more normal to me. These are just a few of the stories that have come out of this project. And we encourage anyone who wants to tell their story to contact the Gilbo Center at gilbocenter at louisiana.edu. We want to thank Nikki Taylor, Randall Kelly, and marie Stokes, Claire Bordlon, and my co-host Evan Taylor for their willingness to share their stories and have it be archived for this project. For more information on the project and to get involved, visit gilbocenter.com. I've been Harrison Myers. I've been Evan Taylor. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and wear your masks.